Hello. Hello. Welcome to the first podcast of the Mandarin Institute Language in the Wild Star Talk program. We're going to start this one in English. We'll usually do it in Chinese. This is the first one that you're going to be hearing, and we're really excited for you to be joining this program and to start this journey. So typically, the way a Chinese podcast or like a news story would start would be this kind of typical phrase, and there's obviously variations on this, but it would sound something like, 各位听众朋友,大家好,欢迎收听野外中文学习密集播客,我是麦老师。So it'd be something like that, even faster than when I just said it. And so um, we're going to break that down because you're going to hear that when you listen to the native podcast that you're going to be hearing later. And we're going to break that down so that's something you're familiar with when we say it and when you hear it in native context, in the authentic stuff. So let's start out real quick. 各位听众朋友,大家好. So 各位, you know this uh, maybe from 每一个, this every, 个, that every, uh, 每一个, 各位, way is like a, a classifier for people. So when you hear that phrase, 各位, that means every person, everybody. That's kind of what that refers to. Every is really what that right there. So every 听众 is this next word. 听,你知道,就是耳朵的听,你在听我说话,你现在在听我说话。So ting is to listen, right? So 听众, this 众 is maybe a new word for you. It's a really cool character. It looks like two people under a roof. It, it also looks like three people, like a person on top of two people. So 众 kind of means like a big group of people generally, like a multitude. And so a 听众, when those two words are together, uh, listening group, a listening group of people, we would say that in English as listeners, right? So it says, every listener, 听众,各位听众. Uh, so every listener, 朋友,你知道,朋友,你知道,大家好. You also probably know 大家, the big family. It's a it's a fun way that in Chinese that people say everyone, the big the big house, the big family, and they say 好. Just like 你好的好, right? So 大家好. So, 各位听众朋友,大家好. So that's a cool way that they start uh, any kind of news program or a podcast. And then this next phrase goes, 欢迎收听. So, 欢迎,你可能已经知道,这就是欢迎是welcome的意思. So this is uh, welcome. 收听, show, show is like to receive. So that's like to, to receive. And 听 is to hear again. So, you're welcome to receive listen. So you're you're welcome to receive this this thing we're producing to to receive listen because this show thing is kind of how you're receiving it. I'm receive listening, and then this is the name of our podcast. So we're going to start out with Ye Wai Zhong Wen. Ye Wai is that's the name of our um, our summer camp, the summer program. I guess the whole Star Talk program is Ye Wai Zhong Wen. So you know it as language in the wild in English. In Chinese, we call it Ye Wai. So Ye, this, this character means wild, uh, means wild, and Wai means outside. So wild outside. So wild outside is Ye Wai, Ye Wai. Um, you'll hear that word in other places. Like it can kind of be referred to like field work or field study. Um, yeah, why? Just kind of this idea of doing something out out in the wild, and then Zhongwen, Zhongwen, you know, uh, now, now we're talking. 
在讲中文, so we're going to hear Chinese. And then the name of this specific podcast is 学习秘籍. So that's learning tips. Uh, learning is 学习秘籍. 秘籍 is this really cool Chinese word called like, a, it's the secret script is what it really stands for. 秘,秘密的秘籍. So the secret script, so like learning tips, so insider tips. This is the insider tips, 播客 podcast. So 播客的意思就是 podcast. Okay, 播客 is one of these borrowed words from English. So you'll hear these a lot as you're learning Chinese. So they are just basically, the fancy term is transliterated, which means that it was borrowed from another language, and they just kind of chose characters for their sounds, not their meaning. So you see this a lot with like, like a names, right? So like, Chiao, Chiao Baideng, that's like Joe, uh, Joe Biden, right? So Chiao is Joe, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And then Baideng, Baideng is how you'd say Biden. So you're not really looking at the literal meaning of those characters. If you did, that would mean like, Bai would be like worship. And Deng would be like to climb a mountain, to ascend. <laughs> so it'd be like, to worship the ascent would be uh, Joe Biden's name. But that's just not how you do it in Chinese. And in Chinese people aren't thinking about the meaning of these words that were pulled from other languages. So a Ke is a podcast. And uh, it's really interesting because, sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent, but this is meaningful to you. Ke sounds so similar to another borrowed word called Ke. 博客 and 博客. So these are both transliterated. They're borrowed from English. The first one, 博, the yi sheng, so that's the first tone. 博博博客. That means podcast. And the second one, 博博客. 博客. That means blog. They sound super similar. So again, if you haven't learned this already, uh, and I promise you can learn it even more. These tones are so important. When you're in your kind of immersion environment, if you're in an immersion school, you've probably gotten used to not saying the tones quite pop properly. Um, kind of lazy tones is what the way, the way I like to call them. I had this, and so um, that's part of what this podcast is trying to do is to, I don't have perfect Chinese. I started learning after high school, but I have gone from zero to the advanced high levels, and that's where we're where we're trying to pull you is from intermediate into advanced. So I'm going to give you these insider tips, these back behind the scenes insider tips of getting yourself from the intermediate levels into the advanced levels, and uh, we'll be talking about tones here really. Uh, really big and important here coming up soon in this podcast. So today, um, so that's the idea of this. Hey, I, hey, I hope right now, and if you're not, you should stop, but I hope right now you're doing something really active because that's the idea of doing this as a podcast. It would be a little bit better as a video so you could see things and we could be gesturing and showing characters, but we've decided to do this in a podcast format so you can get out and move. And if you're on a computer, go do some uh, push-ups, sit-ups, you know, you can go do some uh, run in place, do some jump roping, do something where you can listen, be active. Uh, even better if you got a phone with headphones, get out there and walk, get out there and run, get out there and do some yard work, whatever it is, be active, move that body. That's going to help you a lot when you get to this camp that your body's not just been sitting in a chair staring at a screen for many months it's gonna make it a lot more enjoyable okay so like i was saying this podcast specifically the uh, the learning tips 
podcast is going to be all about kind of these insider secrets to help you get going on uh, preparing for this program and just learning Chinese and pulling you from the intermediate levels up to the advanced levels. Okay, so today's topic, and this is the most important topic that we're going to cover in all the pre-camp program, and we're going to cover it the whole time, and it's just so essential to move you from intermediate to advanced, and we're going to talk about these strategies, but we're going to call this surviving in a 100% Chinese environment. Some of you are pretty nervous about this from uh, the things you've written in uh, the kind of surveys. Some of you maybe are more comfortable. Maybe your teachers naturally do this a bit more, but most of you probably have not um, been in an environment where you're speaking 100% Chinese morning till night, and then your only time you're not speaking is when you're sleeping. And what's so cool is that when you're doing this, and I've had this experience of going from no Chinese to all of a sudden 100% Chinese, is you'll start to get a lot more Chinese maybe in your sleep and in your dreams. Even if it's nonsense Chinese, it'll start popping up because your Chinese part of your brain is growing so much and is really being worked. So today the topic is all about surviving in a 100% Chinese environment and what we need to do. We're going to give you some strategies and some skills and some warnings. And so that's what we're going to do. Okay, the first topic. All right, so we're going to do this thing. It's called background knowledge in your native language. So this is just a little bit, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this part, but just this idea that the, the a little bit about how we learn. So let's just talk a little bit about what happens when you learn something. So what is happening. So learning is all about connections. And maybe you didn't know this, maybe you do. But this is just a really important thing to remember that when you learn something, what you're doing is you're making connections. And generally, you're making connections to stuff you already know. So stuff that's already in your brain, you're making this 连接, these, these links, these connections. So 连接, these are making connections in your brain. Okay, so when you learn something, you're connecting it to stuff you already know. And the more connections, the better you learn. And remember this. So the more connections uh, that you have to this new thing you're learning, the better that you'll retain it, the better you'll remember it tomorrow. You know, I know this is happening to you in Chinese. You learned a word and then it just poof, gone. It just does not stick in your brain. And so we want to make as many connections as possible. So there's kind of a cool way that, of thinking about this. Think about when you're learning something, let's say I'm teaching you a new word, like you've probably already forgot, ji, this uh, tips, insider tips, that word, ji. Uh, if I had done a better job of teaching it, I would give you more connections. So let's, let's say I'm teaching you a new word. It's like I'm handing you a balloon. It's a helium balloon, the kind that float away. And this happens with any time you learn anything. It's like... If someone's teaching it to you or you kind of grab onto this balloon and if you don't connect it into anything, you know, you're going to eventually need to use your hand. You're going to let go and it's going to float away. And I know that's you've had that experience learning Chinese where it's just like, oh, you're hitting your brain. Why isn't it sticking in there? Because it's kind of like you're holding this balloon and you can only hold so many balloons in your hand. And so when you get too many, you got to let go and they just float off and they're not connected to anything. So the best way to learn things is to connect them. So let's get that balloon. I'm going to connect it to this place and I'm going to tie it off to as many places as I possibly can and that balloon will be secure. It's not going to go anywhere. So there's lots of things to connect and that's what we need to know about learning languages. So when you're learning a language, there are typically three main parts about learning a language. 
And this gets a little bit more abstract maybe, but it's important to know as you are in this intermediate phase. So every time you learn a new word, there's three parts to it, okay? There's the sound. So that's like the actual like shunging, the, like the sound that you're saying. There's the meaning behind that. And then there's the, what's called the form. So the way it looks, like the written way. So there's three different parts to this new word you're learning in a new language. The sound, the meaning, like what what it means, right? And then the form. So, you know, like if the character was, if the word was go, xiao go, the go. So this is like a dog. Go would be the sound, like that G-O-U. The meaning would be dog. And then the form would be that cool character, um, the character that you're looking at when you think of go, go. Okay, so it's, it's easy if you don't have to learn all three of these things at the same time. So that's why we're doing a little bit more of this in uh, English, this kind of learning tips, because we're trying to get you a lot more background knowledge in your native language. So like a good under a good way of thinking about this is like if you don't know what the thing is, it's harder to learn it in the new language because you've got to learn the meaning of it. That's new to you and the sound and the form at the same time. So let's say you're learning about the, for the first time, you have no idea what a red tail hawk even is. And we're out at camp on camp. And I point, I point to a bird that's soaring in the air. And I was like, Oh, Hong Wei Kuang. There's like, what? I don't even know what that is. Some bird. There's these new words. But if you already had some idea of what a red tail hawk is in English, you already know the meaning. And now you're just connecting the new sound in Chinese. Hong Wei, Hong Wei Kuang. That's pretty easy. Red tail, Hong Wei. Hong se the Hong Wei tail, Kuang means hawk. And so that's just going to be a lot easier for you if you already know what a red tail hawk is. So we'll be, these podcasts will be doing a little bit more in English to try to build up your background knowledge and uh, give you some teaching and learning skills. Okay. So connections, connections are big. All right. So uh, that's what the kind of the purpose of this pre-camp program is going to be. So when you get to camp, you have a lot of the meanings already inside your brain. You have some of the sounds. Maybe you're not memorizing them very well. But by the time you get to camp, you've already heard it multiple times. And then when you get into camp, it'll really, that balloon will get tied off to even more places. Okay, the next skill that's super important when you are talking about being in a new 100% Chinese environment and you know you don't know how to say all the words, I guarantee none of you will be coming to this program knowing how to say everything. Absolutely. Because even the Chinese teachers, the native Chinese teachers that would be here, they don't know lots of these words, uh, some of them, not lots of them, just some of them, you know, like just some of the animal names, right? Or maybe they just, they have no background knowledge. Remember, we were just talking about that, about milking a cow. So they don't really know, they don't have, it's not like their Chinese isn't good. It's just like they just didn't, they don't have any experience with milking a cow or they've never been around bison before. So they don't know anything about this. And so they know that their Chinese is not the problem. It's just, they don't know they don't know this stuff. And so the, a lot of them will be learning these things too, which is super fun. You can be learning together. So this idea is you're going to be encountering lots of new words and they're not going to be words that maybe you've heard before because of the, because we're in a, such a different environment than you're used to. Okay. So listening, ting, it's a misunderstood skill because you, most of the times you think you just listen with your ears but you really listen with your eyes too. 
or at least you should listen with your eyes. Okay, so we are going to have to really develop this skill when you get to this program or in your Chinese class. If your eyes are not on the Chinese speaker, you're missing so much critical information. A good Chinese teacher generally is going to make themselves understood even if you don't understand the language. And they're giving you so many tips and tricks to understand what they're saying uh, just by their body, what they're pointing to, what they're holding. You've got to have these active eyes and ears to really grasp this new language that you don't know. So that's going to be the number one thing is just using those, your eyes and your ears, uh, both of these things. So if we did an example, there's going to be a new thing to you. This is also new to the Chinese teacher. Uh, here's an example. I'm going to say this. It's 对机感恩的地方. Maybe some of you knew a few words in there. But the combination of them like, doesn't make any sense. So let's say your Chinese teacher is saying this over and over. And she keeps saying it over and over. Or he keeps saying it. And you're not really watching. You're just like, you give up at that point. You're like, oh, I don't know what they're saying. First of all, don't do that. Don't give up. That's dumb. It's dumb to do that. All you've got to do in this moment is start using your smart brain and deducing what they're saying. So watch carefully, open your eyes, look around you. So that, that teacher, when they're saying this over and over, they're pointing at something. So in this case, picture in your brains with me, please. Your Chinese teacher is saying, and they're holding a rock. Okay, they're holding a rock. They're like, oh, that says something to do with rocks. And then they're putting the rock in a pile. And they're putting the rock in like a pile of rocks. And they keep saying it over and over. And then they start saying the word like, and they start talking about some things. They're like, oh. it's like they're saying some things and they say, they're saying, thank you a lot. Thank you a lot. And you're going to start using your brain and then you're going to start watching other kids that maybe understand and they stand up there and they say, and they put a rock down. She's like, oh, this must have something to do with thank you. Thank you, thank you. And there's something doing something with a rock. And you're maybe you don't know what means, but you know that it has something to do with saying thank you, having a rock, putting it in a pile. So you maybe don't, you won't even understand it maybe the first time. But that's just a good example of using your eyes not giving up, not shutting down, paying attention and starting to deduce. It has something to do with this, something to do with this, something to do with this. Because maybe at first you thought, and something to do with rocks. And you're like, is it a, are they saying rock? But you're like, oh no, they're not. Rock is I know that. Um, so they just must be using the rock. It's not really like they're not saying rock and so that that phrase, the ji means to pile. Gan an means uh, thankfulness or th- uh, like Oh, maybe you've heard it from there. Gan an is Thanksgiving. Gan an gan an is like a thankfulness. And the maybe you've heard that a place. So what we'll be doing a lot of is piling rocks. <laughs> we'll be piling rocks throughout the program of the summer program. And every time we put a rock down. We're going to just say something we're, we're glad about, we're grateful for that happened. And it's just a, a kind of an outdoor nature program uh, style of learning. And it just helps change your brain on what you're focusing on. So 
that's a good example of using your eyes and your ears, right? You're going to encounter some new ideas, even if your Chinese is really strong. And so just making sure you're using your eyes with your ears. Don't get frazzled when you don't understand. Don't, don't freak out. Let the language kind of flow over you. Don't flip out when you don't understand a word. Don't let that like kind of trip you up or like break you down. Just let the language flow over you. Your brain is kind of processing it and then just grasp at the words uh, that you already know. You're like, okay, I know that. I know that. I know that. I don't know that. I don't <laughs> let those flow over. You don't get too worried about it. Just kind of stay focused, keep watching. And then if they keep repeating a word that you don't understand over and over, you're like, okay, that one seems important. That one seems important. Now start trying to connect that to the stuff you're looking at and seeing and touching right? That's using context to help you understand it. And so you're trying to do that. Now, if those words that keep getting repeated, you know that those are pretty key and critical words. And so if you can't guess it throughout that time, that's a good one to maybe write down in the nature journal you're, you're going to have. You're going to write that down or you're going to just right away stop the teacher and say like, hey, 请问什么什么中文怎么说? So if you'd say, 对机感恩的地方是什么? You'd say like, hey, what is that? Or like, 对机是什么意思? And so they, then your teacher would say, like, okay, they don't understand. I'm going to explain this a little bit more. Stop and ask the meaning of it. The teacher will use other methods to help you understand, like drawing and talking about it. Okay. If you're listening to a podcast or a TV show, you've got to listen for these patterns and repetitions and only look up those words that you hear a bunch of times. So in these other podcasts that you'll be listening to that are native speakers, don't look up every word. It's not worth it. Just look up the words that you hear a bunch of times and that you don't understand because those will be the ones that unlock the whole thing for you, you know. So read a little bit about the summaries and titles if you're listening to kind of these podcasts, these things. Um, kind of make sure you understand the general topic that we're talking about. So if the show is about fishing, for example, think about all the fishing words you know in English, you know, and try to kind of bring all those up so you have that background knowledge. And then you'll be listening for those types of words. It's like a little scavenger hunt. And then your brain will store these words really, really well, like a balloon getting tied off to lots of things. Okay, last thing, speaking. Okay, this is the biggest skill, the biggest, biggest skill that you're going to need. And we're going to work on it in the pre-camp program. And you're going to work on it really hard uh, because what do you do if you don't know how to say something in Chinese? This has happened to you already. You probably already have these skills and you don't know it. Are you ready for a fancy word? Circumlocution. I love this word. Circumlocution. Circum means like, you maybe heard circumnavigate the world. So circum means to go around and locution is kind of to talk. So to talk around something. There will for sure be hundreds of words you want to say when you're at the summer program and you can't say. You don't know how to say it. So you need to get this skill called circumlocution. This is the uh, one of the biggest skills of moving from intermediate to advanced. Advanced speakers are able to circumlocute. They're able to do this. They're able to talk around things. When they get to a word they don't know how to say, they don't let it stop them. They just go right into talking around it and describing the thing, right? So uh, an advanced level speaker does this. So when I got uh, rated for my Chinese one of the times, uh, it was called an OPI, an oral proficiency interview. I was talking to a guy on a phone. He's asking me a bunch of questions. 
we got to this part where he was asking me some stuff I did not know how to say in Chinese. It was specifically about uh, baking bread because I was I worked as a baker before baking bread. And so uh, he asked me on the interview to explain the whole process of baking bread, both from like grinding the wheat in the mill to, you know, like putting the ingredients together, mixing it and putting it in the oven. There's a lot of words I didn't know how to say in Chinese, but I was able to go in. So like a mill, there's two stones that are grinding up wheat. So instead of getting really stuck and giving up and kind of like floundering or getting frazzled because I didn't know how to say mill, like a, a flour mill. Um, all I did was like, hey, there's this machine. Right? There's two stones inside. I remember describing this pretty well. And like they would spin and the, the grains of flour, uh, the grains of wheat, the mai, they would go in there, they'd get ground up into flour and it would spin and kind of grind them up and put them in. Okay, so... Uh, I passed that test. I was a, marked as an advanced high speaker. I didn't know how to say lots of the words, but I was able to describe them all. Um, I was able to describe the things. So this is a really big skill of that distinguishes between intermediate speakers and advanced speakers. Okay. It's not like when you get advanced, you know all the words. It's just that you have this skill that when you find something you don't want to say, you talk around it. So... Big skill to, to try to work on and gain before you come to the program. It's probably actually more important than learning the words we're going to share. So what will you need to perform this skill? How do you gain this skill? So first of all, you're going to need to make the words you do know understandable. So if, so, if, so, if someone is trying to understand you describe something and they don't understand even those words, that's going to make it really challenging. So just remember to try to make yourself really clear. Remember those tones. And we're going to do some other videos and things about tones, I think. Um, many of you in your personal videos, when you shared those with you, and also just I've heard a lot of non-native Chinese speakers, and it's something I personally learned. Usually you don't emphasize your tones enough. And I'm a lot of you have this problem in the videos that we're listening to. Basically, uh, in English, in English, we talk kind of in a monotone way. There's not a lot of variance in the way we say things. You can hear it right now. It's like okay. And when we go to Chinese, we kind of start doing it a very similar. Like Like there's just not a lot of movement. And we've got to remember that in Chinese, we've got to change the way we use our voice. Okay. This is a big deal for me when I got plopped in Taiwan originally and I've been in China of this change that needed to happen of like, okay, I need to change the way I talk. Because I remember one time I was trying to say the word confused and I kept saying kunhuo, kunhuo. And I thought I was doing two fourth tones. And then I remember this Chinese guy goes, ah, kunhuo. And he just like really, I could, I could see his chest move. <laughs> you know, I could see his chest move. So think about... Think about when you're speaking Chinese, you're going to have to change the way you speak. Like you can't speak like you're speaking like da, 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 in English. We've got to change. It's like, it's a lot, it's a lot bigger range in your voice. You're going to have to go higher. You're going to have to go lower. You have to use more of your chest and your breath to, to make it understandable. And so that's something you need, we need to listen to more native speakers and also something you just need to be aware of. You're probably not hitting the tones like you should. So we'll do some stuff to help you practice.
but that's an that is something that will be helpful to you in circumlocution talking around something is just making sure the words that you you do know and you are saying pretty confidently that they're actually understandable okay so that's one thing that we'll need to do and that's helpful to you the other skill is about observing and describing so this is a skill this is an actual skill like can you observe and describe something some people are really good at this often writers if you're like a writer you're pretty good at this you're able to think about how a thing looks and describe it with words well Think of that game Clue, if you've ever played Clue. Not Clue. Guess who? That's what I'm thinking of. Guess who? It's where you have all those people lined up and they have different faces and you have a partner that has the same thing and you're like, does your character have a mustache? You know? And so think of that game like where you're describing something. So you mostly want to focus when you're describing a new word that you're trying to say. Like let's say you don't know the word for tent, you know, and you're in going to the tent all the time. It's Zhang Pong. Um, but you don't know how to say that. Let's just pretend you don't know how to say that. Or maybe we don't need to pretend, but you're not going to start out. Well, you'll get to the meaning a lot quicker with the person you're talking to if you choose unique things about that thing. So a lot of you are more comfortable with, let's say, colors and size. So a lot of you would say, oh, and that's fine. That's a good start. It's actually a really good start. And often that will work. But you just want to remember, just like in the game Clue, not Clue, I keep saying that, guess who, <laughs> guess who, uh, just like in that game, if you said, is your person a person, it's not going to narrow it down very much. Colors, using the word, like the colors of things, generally don't narrow it down very much, generally. It, it might be a really good thing but to narrow it down, but generally it doesn't narrow it down very much, and the size doesn't narrow it down very much. Uh, generally. And so, but it can. So those are still good things to do. So if I was trying to describe um, uh, Zhang Peng, right, I would say like, I could start out, oh, right? So that would be a good clue. Like you sleep inside this thing. Um, and that would be like a better clue than just the white thing. Cause there's a lot of white things, right? And you could draw it with your hands and things like that. You could draw it in the dirt when you're here. Um, so the first thing that we're going to need uh, to observe and describe things, uh, there's a type of word that's really important for describing things, and it's called adjectives. Xingrong uh, ci is how you say that in Chinese, to describe something. Xingrong is like a to describe. And ci is a word. So that's going to lead us into the first uh, next step. We're going to end this podcast here. What you're going to do next is you're going to go to the first set of Quizlet cards. And you're going to see a bunch of Quizlet cards about different things that are all adjectives. So you probably know a lot of these ad adjectives. Great. You probably don't know some of them. But we're going to try to access a lot of these adjectives. And then our first tasks are going to be describing things outside. So your first flip, flip gridio, uh, flip video challenges and tasks will be going outside and doing your best to describe a thing. So we're not going to worry about, do you know how to say that thing in Chinese? You're going to walk out and you maybe don't know that specific tree in Chinese, but you're going to go out and you're going to do your best to describe it and it with as many words as you can. And that will be how you're going to survive when you get to this camp. Okay. You're not going to know all the words. We're going to try to teach you as many words as we can, but really the skill of not knowing, but still being able to talk around it 
is going to be super essential. What's that word again? It's circumlocution, talking around something. You're going to need to think about the words you already know. You're going to need to say them clearly. You're going to need to observe and describe the thing. You're going to want to describe first the things that make it really unique. So that can help the person guessing, just like in the game, guess who? I got it right. You're going to use the thing that's more unique to that person, like this thing has a mustache and guess who, you know, that helps you get to it a lot quicker. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, depending, I guess, <laughs> but that's how we're going to focus. So we're going to go through those Quizlet cards. I have a video kind of going through some of these, uh, adjectives and your first task will be to go outside and describe things, uh, in as many adjectives or other descriptions as you possibly can without knowing how to say that thing specifically. So it's good if you don't know how to say the thing and beyond the Flipgrid video challenge, we, we encourage you now to just when you're walking around, just in your brain in Chinese, start describing stuff. You don't know how to say in Chinese, it's fine. Find a way to make yourself understand, to make it, uh, to describe it. So someone else could understand what you're talking about and then give you that word, you know? So you're gonna try to describe it as in as few words as possible. That's your first challenge. Uh, well, that's the end of our first 学习密集博客. Uh, the Learning Insider Tips podcast. And again, this is uh, And uh, we're kind of going over those beginning things. We're going to end that, uh, end this podcast right now. And we'll see you on your Flipgrid videos. Thanks.